Davis Vision's New Year's special continues through February. Save $1,000 off normal pricing now through the end of the month. Check them out now at davisvisionmd.com. All right, we just had Joe Ingles on. He said a lot of stuff about uh, winning and the way things are in the locker room and uh, and kind of a peek into the curtain as you got him to talk about laughing at Donovan and not getting a triple-double. Uh, but on a serious note, he really did genuinely appreciate Donovan's response uh, you know, the whole Shaq thing, like, hey, we just won a good game. How about we talk about, you know, the team winning a good game? So any takeaways from that, PK? Anything you want to emphasize, especially to the people who are just joining us and just missed him? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Thank you for asking. I think that they are aware of a lot of things, and sometimes we think that they're not aware. And um, what I mean by that is that he didn't go into great detail, but he gave us a little insight by saying that, all right, they know that some folks out there are saying, oh, yeah, they beat some lousy teams, Charlotte, Indiana, whoever it might be, I can't even recall them, and winning uh, what they won 11 in a row, and then what is it? Is it 15 out of 16 or 16 mm-hmm. out of 17? Uh, and so they haven't played the best competition, and that's going to turn. So they're aware of that, and I, and I think that's good. It's good to be aware of stuff. Uh, I wouldn't say dwell on it and making it an obsession. Uh, and and to, although it depends, some people react to, to things differently. Jordan, infamously, any slight, you know, he'd go berserk and he'd prove everybody wrong when everybody already believed him in the first place and there was really nobody to prove wrong because everybody thought you were an unbelievable (laughs) star, but yet he took it that way. Great. And so looking, going ahead here as they play the Bucs, Bucs are a good team. I don't think they're all that and a super, super team, but they're a good team. And if you beat the Bucs... there's something to be said for that. And you sweep the Bucks because you already beat them at uh, at their place a few weeks back. And so don't go crazy, but acknowledge that you've got tougher tests. So you've got an opportunity to grow, not necessarily to prove yourself before media folks and fans. That's not really where it's at. That will happen. You know, the, the, the media is going to do what it does. So really you should never get worked up about that either way as i've gotten older i've actually counseled some people in the business not in the media business but in the coaching business hey let that go just don't you're the one who can make the story beyond the story the media can't make the story beyond the story your reaction to the story is what makes the story beyond the story so let it go i've advised coaches i've advised coaches spouses don't get caught up in that. So certainly I wouldn't want them to get caught up because the media's going to do what it does. But you're acknowledging that you've got some bigger games. And they're not going to make or break, but there's nothing wrong with acknowledging it. And maybe you can you have a little bit more focus that maybe your focus might slip a little bit if you're playing whomever. Minnesota's at the bottom of the standings right now. Whomever it might be. So I actually like that and I appreciate Joe saying that. He didn't dwell on it. He just gave us a little hint about it. Well, you're right about a lot of things in there and you know, the not overreacting to something because that becomes the story. My gosh, if my wife tells me that one more time. <laughs> like, you're right, but your reaction becomes the story. So don't react. And you know how I am, PK. You know how hard it is for me not to react. 
And then oh, I tell yeah. you not to react. No, don't right. react. And you're like, well, DJ, you're not always good at that. I know, but listen to what I say, not to yeah, what I do. Yeah, I mean, I know people can have counsel and not be perfect. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, the Bucks will be a quality win. They are the fifth best team by record in the NBA. And I do believe that the Eastern teams have easier schedules because of the nature of not just the bottom of the conference, but the middle of the conference. Uh-huh. But nonetheless, uh-huh. they, they're fifth. That stands for something. Now, here's the thing you got to know. There's 30 teams. When you get to fifth, you're really good. You've risen a long way. But the way the playoffs are set up, the fifth best team could go out in the second round because only four teams get to the conference final. So if you really want the prize at the end, you got to hold yourself to a really high standard. And that is what Sloan did for years, and it drove him nuts when the team didn't mention it, match it. And that's what Quinn is doing now. And the reason we have great memes of Quinn, which are available all of us on social media now, are because sometimes the team doesn't match it. And I think what he's asking him to do is really hard. It's a lot of running, and there's a lot of games, and these guys get drained big time. But to the degree they execute it, it's their path to the title. And for the people who want the credit and want the superstardom now, winning 16 out of 17 is awesome. I can't say it enough. I can't put enough exclamation points after it. But Patrick Mahomes, who's already a champion, he's already got a Super Bowl. As a starting quarterback, he won 16 games out of 17. They went 14-2. and two. He didn't play the last game of the year when they lost to the Chargers. But he didn't play, and neither did several other stars on the team. So they were 14-1 in the regular season, and he won the two playoff games to get the Super Bowl. But 16 out of 17 doesn't make you a champ, and they lost to the Bucs, and they're not the champ. You know, So as awesome as this stretch, in, stretch is, let's not overvalue it. 16-17 doesn't make you the champion. The only thing that does that is winning the title. And that means you got to get past LeBron. And to me, the more we, the deeper we get into this and the more we watch what's going on, there are other tests and there are other teams that can beat the Jazz. But one of our listeners hit the nail on the head right now. Um, Jeff, J.D.T. Hatch, J.D. Thatch maybe, one. Jeff says, that's a fair statement about the Jazz and superstars. We've been talking about the, the quote that uh, PK put up on Facebook. ESPN Story says Utah Jazz don't have a true superstar in his roster, but what about Rudy? What about Donovan? Aren't they true superstars? Jeff says that's a fair statement about the superstars. The real question for the future of the league is, can a team that shoots a high volume of threes very well overcome superstars? We saw Stockton and Mullen try to overcome Jordan, and they couldn't do it. In the biggest possessions, with the series on the line, Jordan won three possessions in a row. He went down and got a layup, he went down and got a steal, and he went down and hit a mid-range jumper. He won the three possessions, they won the game, and they won the series. And LeBron does similar stuff to people. There's a reason he's in the finals every year he's healthy, regardless of whether he plays in Miami, Cleveland, or L.A. And so the Jazz, you could say they have superstars, and we got people here saying, do they have top ten players, do they have top five players? <laughs> Ultimately, if you're trying to win the NBA title, especially out of the Western Conference, the question is, can you beat LeBron? Now, along the way, you may have to beat the Clippers, too, and you may have to beat the Nuggets or whoever else. So those are legit questions. But can you beat LeBron? And deep down, do you really think anybody the Jazz have is better than LeBron? No. A guy who literally plays all five possessions at a really high level. He blocks shots at the rims. At the rim, he initiates the offense, he hits threes, he switches in, on defense and guards whoever he switches on to. So, he solves social problems. <laughs> Jeff, I think, hits a huge issue here. If you've got five guys shooting 40% from three, and a sixth guy in Clarkson is just barely below it, and 
Quinn pushes you like, guys, don't let him off the hook and shoot a two. If you got a three, take it. You guys make so many of them. Don't let him off the hook. You're giving them a free point in a close game. Shoot the three. You're good at it. Can a team shoot a high volume of threes well overcome superstars? Jeff, a bees ticket on the berm, just one, in 2027 for you for nailing it. Yak, make that happen. Make sure he gets that bees ticket. That's the question, oh, PK. We can debate well, a lot of other stuff. That's yeah. the most important question. And in 2027, that those the bees will not be AAA. They'll be MLB. You going to make so that happen? That, nice. that ticket will be more valuable. Sweet. No, I know a guy who owns who uh, has a lot of money. We just got to make sure he's a baseball fan. There it is. Uh, <laughs> Does he want to drop a billion dollars on the stadium? Hey, I'll contribute what I can. Yeah, that twenty-five bucks you're going to ASU is getting redirected for an MLB team in Salt Lake. <laughs> Sorry, Devils. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'd pop it up to fifty. Uh, well, it, maybe though. See this whole mindset, and that's I get that's what's going to come down to, but maybe we're underestimating this team over here. And we're thinking, yeah, they're just a bunch of good three-point shooters. And, yeah, they are, but maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's a situation where, sure, they've got a bunch of nice three-point shooters, but maybe they do have a couple of superstars, too. And, yeah, no one's better than LeBron. I mean, it's the way it is, okay. But LeBron, even he needs help. When he didn't have help, he's getting swept. Yep. And when he has help, he's winning titles. So maybe they 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 have a defensive superstar, and he's I, I'd go go bear might be when it's said and done. Would see twenty seven now, and if say ten years, he may never get his due. Now, if he wins five titles, he will. Uh, but because he's not a big scorer, I think the sentiment of Shaq is widespread. Wait a second. You're giving him that much money? He's averaging 12, 13 points a game. you got to be kidding me. Right? And they don't see it. But maybe he really is a true superstar. And Mitchell is not quite there yet because he's 24. How many guys, as we said earlier this morning, in the history of the game have been there at 24? It's five guys, maybe. But maybe they were on their way and we could see it. And with Mitchell, we could see it. Maybe we'll see it this very summer. It's not out of the realm. It may be a long shot. It may be a medium shot. Whatever shot you think it is, it's up to you. But there's possibilities there that maybe just maybe we're underestimating the quality of this team, even as they tie the franchise best mark and sit there at 20 and 5. We're still underestimating them. I cannot rule that out because I was telling you when we were still football obsessed, but the Jazz were getting going, and I was telling you they got a lot of really good shooters. I mean, they got a lot of really good shooters. And you're like, well, that means second in the West, and I couldn't bring myself to say it. There was a part of me that believed it, and there's a part of me is like, oh, you're too close to it, and you want it to happen, and don't be an idiot here, you know. And so I had that, you know, internal debate. And you're like, ah, number two. And now look at them. Like, none of us are talking about the Clippers, which might be ridiculous. I mean, we might get to the playoffs in June or July or whatever the schedule turns out to be, and maybe it's the Clippers that knock the Jazz out, right? But as we sit here right now, I'm not focused on the Clippers. I'm focused well, on the we, Lakers. We've already talked about the Clippers, so the Clippers' story is it's sort of like in a moratorium right now. Yeah. Because we already know them, we acknowledge them, 
well, they're going to have the time. And the Lakers, we already know them. We already acknowledge them. The Jazz are the newcomers, uh, one of your favorite groups. They're the new kids on the block. And so they're the one getting our attention right now. And obviously locally, too, here, most especially. They get our attention on everything. And, yeah, we are close to it. But at the same time, we don't have that what I would call fan short-sightedness, maybe fan blindness. Mm-hmm. We were the ones getting called on the carpet. Why are you saying Ty Corbin's going to be fired? Because it's Corbin's, not working. And Ty he Cor- is. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> Got multiple right? people telling us. Right. And, and, and furthermore, so, if you read between the lines, yeah. he knew it. You know, Ty yeah. is nobody's fool. He knew it. And he said stuff to us. And it's like, well, okay, it wasn't that he said he was gone, but he drew up a list of conditions under which he would be gone, and the record was meeting those conditions. And we both heard him when he said it, and there are other people who heard it too. You know, so right. So I think we have we have a connection, but we also have a detachment. Yeah, that's true too. That can allow us to, and I believe everyone has a bias. I've said that forever and ever. If 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 I ever hear somebody say I'm unbiased, I think uh, you're just kidding yourself. Either you're a flat out liar. Or you're kidding yourself, or somewhere in between. So we have biases. I want to see the team win because it's twenty and five is awesome. There's no doubt about it. It's much better. I don't care who it is. Much better to talk about a winning team than a losing team. People rally around winners. This is the way it is. So, but at the same time, we don't have that. If they win, it's going to fulfill a childhood dream. We're not rushing to the cemetery. If the Jazz win the title, my father's gone now, but I'm not wishing, oh, my gosh, I wish I could talk to him. You know, but uh, when there was the first Triple Crown winner and we hadn't had one, when it was a few years back, I literally started crying because I missed not being able to talk to him. And I came out of the TV room uh, uh and my wife's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> a horse won a race. <laughs> and then remember, I think I sent you a story about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I had shared I had shared those moments for years and years with my father. We shared secretariat together. <laughs> and so that meant something to me. Well, the Jazz winning the title doesn't mean anything to me in that realm. So I think that allows us to have a certain objectivity with bias sprinkled or mingled in. Well, I don't want to paint, you know, the beating LeBron is impossible because LeBron's like all these other NBA stars. Yes, he's got a lot of titles, but he's been beaten more than he's won. So, you know, he's got four titles, but he hadn't been in the league eight years. He's not winning Mavericks half the beat time. Him. Come on, man. Jazz can beat him, too. <laughs> right. And, and who's to say that somebody else won't get him along the way? I mean, you just don't know. But you got to give the champs their due. Sure. And, you know, the La- to me, the Lakers are the favorite until somebody takes them down. And the Jazz guys won't be superstars until they take them down. You know, and, and you brought up the point earlier this morning, you know, Detroit got the title – but did they get all the respect that other champions get? And you think you'd have to say the answer is no. <laughs> I think we got enough body evidence now. You know, the answer is no. And honestly, the Spurs won five times, and they get a ton of respect, but they would have gotten more respect if they'd done it in L.A. or New York. You know, there's just a part of us that's going to just have to admit it's not L.A. or New York, and it'll never get treated like it's L.A. or New York. You know, if the Knicks get one, my gosh, we'll be drowning in Knicks sentimentality. Well, if they get one more, they've had them, obviously. 
Yeah, not for 45, right. 50 years now yep. coming up, close to it anyway. I think the last was in 73. Uh, so, sure, I'll, I'll buy all that. But, you know, Kansas City's not exactly a, a booming media market. We can spot, speak to someone who grew up there. Yeah. But, but yet Mahomes is just – everybody knows who Mahomes is. NFL quarterbacks, that's a little different beast. It, it, but, is, a, it is different. Okay, I but understand Mitchell, But Mitchell and Mahomes have a lot in common. They both hit the media spotlight. They both mature beyond their years. They both are very comfortable in front of a microphone, in front of a camera. You know, they both have a ton of charisma. You know, and then if you win and you perform, I mean, Mitchell, you, even the discussion on the TNT set, and I don't want to make the TNT set like it's, you know, <laughs> but even the discussion, the tone on the TNT set was different when Mitchell did it a second time on TNT. You know, you can, you're right, you can change the narrative based on how you play when the spotlight's on you. And obviously the spotlight is going to get brighter as we get deeper into the season. Yes, it will. And I believe... I don't have, like, perfect knowledge. My knowledge is still in the faith embryo stages that Mitchell is not a fluke. And these step-back threes that he hits against uh, the Celtics and the stuff that he did in the bubble, not to that extent because I think we're seeing that basically the bubble was like a juiced baseball (laughs) <laughs> and why we saw all the home runs, you know, why we saw the Jamal Murray's of the world going off uh, the way they did. So I think that it's more true. He may not go for 50 multiple times, but it's still more, it's more reflective of who he is and what he's capable of and what he will do. It's about hitting the big shots, and there were a couple years ago when I was bringing that up routinely. Is he going to add the step back three? He's got to add the step back three. Is he going to add that? I never bring that up anymore. He's got it. He, he's made too many of them. It's not a fluke. Yeah, baby, his, he's got it. And his numbers, you know, the 50 feels like to me like it was juiced by the bubble. You know, his big games are more likely to be mid to upper 30s. And that is with Conley at. I think his numbers are going to go down when Conley comes back. You know, when people are going 36-9 and nine the other night. Well, okay, he had nine assists. Conley would have had some of those. The ball wouldn't have been in his hands as that. much. Yeah, you know? that's for sure. So that's, that's where fine. I look at the numbers, but I know sometimes you got to look at the circumstances around the numbers. Conley's out. It's changing things. Conley would get some more shots and would have some of those assists. So, but the key is you hit the big ones. You know, when the game's still in the balance, can you hit two threes? Now, the threes he hit, they had a lead at that point, and they had actually a two, two or three possession lead when he hit them, uh, the first one. You know, so those aren't the toughest shots. It's a little tougher to do when you're tied with LeBron or when you're down one. No, but they were still cocky shots. They were. They that were. You had the cajones to actually even take the shot. Yeah, and that one of them was definitely deep enough you could have passed and not raised any eyes. You know, like, yeah, that was a little deep. I can see why he wanted a better shot. He's like, nah, it's good enough. Bang. Look at it this. I hate to be the guy who brings this up, but that's my job. I am the bad guy. Uh, If nothing else, as he continues to play sensationally, people will be fixated on, well, when's he going to leave Utah? And that'll draw attention to him. Even though all of us don't want to hear that, and it's not going to happen for a number of years anyway, irregardless. So he's locked in for the, what, the next four or five years. But I've already seen, we've heard stuff about that. And this, this thing, well, in a sense, with Mitchell, 
this is barely getting started. Yeah, and you're 100 percent right on that. I mean, just look at look at uh, Antetokounmpo. You know, that was that. Is Giannis going to leave? Where is he going to leave? Why is he going to leave? Is he going to leave? Where is he going to leave? Why is he going to leave? I mean, just over and over and over and over until he signed. And if you're a good player and you're not in one of four or five glamour markets, then that's Where the storyline. Where he's from, one of them. Yeah, he's got the tie to New York, obviously. I and mean, he was saying when they went to play the Knicks and Nets, that was when you could still have the two people in your room. And he's talking about, I'm going to see my mom and sister. This is great. Yeah, he's obviously got the tie there. He's raising a banner here in SLC. That a kid. But it's not just him either. I mean, are we going to hear that same storyline play out with Zion in New Orleans? I'm 100% in on yes, we are. You know, it's his second year, so it's too early, but we're going to hear it. That's where that's going. Probably. If if he continues to develop as a player. You know, if he doesn't if he doesn't the thing is, if he, he doesn't really have to win as long as he scores a lot because we've seen with Pau Gasol and Anthony Davis, hey, you may not be able to win and be the guy, but we still need you as the second guy. And so there'll be a market for him, and it'll probably happen with him too. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Bowler's coming up next. Stay with us. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to welcome in Craig Bowlerjack, his weekly interview presented by University of Utah Health, trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. Bowler, good morning. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. What's happening? Well, I want to begin with condolences. Sorry about your uh, Chiefs in the Super Bowl, dude. Oh, I mean, come on. There was no way they deserved even a, a sniff of the Super Bowl. Penalties, plus the fact O-line, as we knew, um, left tackle to right tackle the guard. They just had to shift things around in Mahomes' big toe. How about that? But you know what? They, uh, really, the Bucks played great. They had a great game plan. They kept Tyree Kill in check. And Tom Brady was Tom Brady. It was uh, too bad, kind of a yawner, to be honest. So I wanted to bring that up because I think there's a parallel to be drawn between the Jazz and the Chiefs. And and now that I've opened wound, the wound and poured salt into the uh, the open no, sore that is your Chiefs fandom. You poured you poured Clorox in there. I now. did. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, but Mahomes was sixteen and one as a starter this year. He didn't play in the Charger game. They sat a bunch of their star players in the season finale. 16-1, but he didn't get the championship. Ironically, the Jazz in the last 17 are 16-1, and and people oh, want to boy. fast forward, and they want all the credit, but you know you're not the champion until you actually win the biggest games at the end of the year. And so I'm curious as you watch this, and as a guy who was around to see all the Jazz through you know, the 90s, there's stuff that matters in the regular season, stuff that matters in the playoffs. Sure. They're obviously conquering a lot of the regular season thing. What are you watching for now? Something that they need to make sure they have locked down that will translate to the playoffs because you don't want to be in the Mahomes situation. You win a lot, but you got all the disappointment at the end. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great discussion point, honestly, DJ, because uh, you don't want to peak too early and you want to stay consistent. So it's kind of a weird balance, you know. 
and we covered the Jazz and, and what Carl and John were able to do, and they were consistent, by the way. They were also dominant at home, and I think that's one thing you know, you can talk, you know, you'll be able to see this week. Already got a Boston win, tomorrow night Milwaukee, then Miami. And then, you know, before you hit the two games in L.A., you have to play Embiid and the 76ers. So, you know, I, I think you can be excited, but also it's a long season, 72. It would be 82 under normal circumstances, but it's not. Nothing's normal right now. So uh, I think consistency. And, again, we can say – what I'm impressed with is that at this point, both on the offensive and defensive side, because the offensive and defensive ratings are top five, and that's just a rarity to have in the NBA to be that good on both sides of the ball. So that's something to watch if you want to keep track of how the Jazz are playing and that consistency number with offense and defensive ratings. Uh, but the three ball has been a, a true friend of the Jazz, a totally new approach, I think, uh, to what the Jazz are doing, but that's the way of the NBA, and the Jazz with Quinn Snyder are just trying to keep up with the times. And they have surrounded Gobert with multiple three-point shooters and clutch shots, by the way. And I thought Joe and Donovan were very clutch against the Boston Celtics. And that's the other key, too, DJ, uh, is that when you get in a situation to win games, you don't let them slip away. And that's the other thing to watch. Are, are the Jazz winning games in clutch time situations. That's what the Jazz, who did make it to two, two NBA championship runs, that's what they used to do. They would win games they had to win, and I guess as the season continues to unfold, those, those are the other, that's another thing I'll be looking for as well. So I understand the idea of peaking uh, too early. That it's, a, it's like you're borrowing worries from the future if you're 20 and 5. Like, oh, what could right. go wrong? And so you're coming up with, oh, peaking, you know, I don't want to see them peak and all that. But when I look at it, shooting is shooting. Yeah. And you should be able to shoot. Shooting isn't necessarily peaking. Shooting can come and go from time to time. But it's not. it's not really about playing beyond yourselves because they're all a bunch of good shooters. So when I step back, to me, it's not worrying about peaking. It's just almost to the point praying sounds outrageous, but hoping that they don't have injuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think the word when you say peak is that they don't lose the edge to PK. I think I would throw that in that conversation. Is that, And I don't think this team is built that way. Uh, satisfaction, no. I, I think, again, it's been said and told and spoken in all the Zoom calls and all the post-game interviews is that there is one purpose and they're not satisfied. You know, I go back to uh, the 3-1 loss to Denver in the playoffs and Donovan said never again. So if that holds true, that's, I guess, kind of, I want them to keep that edge. And I, I, I don't see anything, like you said, that that's going to teeter, um, you know, off, teeter off. Now, look, the NBA is the NBA. They're, they may have a, a two- or three-game slide, but you want to see them get back on track. Like after losing at Denver, they've been able to rip off five straight. Um, and, you know, it's it's an amazing thing to watch, you know, 20 wins. And um, I, I think, you know, the peaking means you don't lose your edge and that you don't feel too confident. And I don't think this team will do that. I really don't. I And you're right about injuries. So far, so good. The Jazz have been able to handle Donovan's concussion. They've been ha- able to handle, you know, the, the 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 hamstring of Mike Conley, and that also proves out they they have depth 
and that Joe Ingles, thankfully, has been in that starter position and doesn't miss a beat when he's on the floor. And uh, I think that comes into play, too, about whether you make it to that to the big show or not. And you have to be lucky, and you have to really be able to negate injuries or fill in those spots, and the Jazz so far have been able to do both. So at what point uh, did you really think this isn't just a good team, this is an excellent team? I mean, is there any point where you bought in at a new level to what you were seeing? Oh, boy. Well, I tell you, during the run, it was impressive, and especially after they bounced back. after, And they, I think it maybe started with the Bucks, right, where you said, okay, here comes the, quote, bounce-back character game, right, after the two losses against the Nets and the Knicks. And then they beat the Bucks, who they're going to face again tomorrow night. Uh, that was a real telling moment for me that they could – actually look inside and say we're not happy with who we are and then they bounced to the other side instead of being you know that that could have tailed into a very tough and and you know tough time for the jazz it could have been multiple losses not just two in a row hard to get yourself back on track on the road but they did honestly and then the run they had of 11 uh was really impressive and then i'll tell you another time that just impressed me the other night Boston was throwing back at them. Jazz would throw back. And then at the end, you had clutch shooting from Joe, then Donovan, and then some rim rattling by uh, by big Rudy Gobert, maybe a, a message back to Shaq, say, hey, I'm still here uh, on that national game that we missed. But um, I, there's just been bits and pieces throughout the season. What I'm impressed is they don't, they don't see – and again, PK, you talked about this a week ago, but I believe um, – home court versus road and the lack of fans. So are you more dialed in, just focused like they were in the bubble uh, by not really being berated as they usually are by, you know, road, road team fans. And they seem to be just focused in whether they're home or away. And that's, that's uh, something that's kind of played into this success as well. You look at their home and road records. I mean, they're, one of the tops in the NBA, both home and away. And great teams have to win on the road. And I think that's another um, uh, another indicator for me, too, the road, the road record and how they respond on the road. So 20-5 and five is going to get people's attention. 25-5 and five is going to get more attention. Right? And the more you win, the more attention you're going to get. And we're expecting this team to win to what degree? I don't know if they win five in a row, but we're expecting them certainly to continue to win at a very high level. With that, they're going to be starting to get showered with a bunch of plaudituds and all that stuff. And I don't even know if plaudituds is a word. It just sounds big. It sounds uh, good. <laughs> but uh, how do you think this team is going to handle all the love that is coming their way? I hope really well because they've taken a lot of hits, DK. Man, I mean, two weeks ago it was just the opposite right now. Even though they, they came out with a victory and Donovan had 32 that night, Shaq still had to make a comment. And I think, again, it, it was a negative moment, but maybe also a positive. I think they're still the non-believers, and, of course, everyone still focuses on the two L.A. teams. So it's uh, it's – I don't have a problem with – I think the Jazz actually, from from my feel of talking to them on – and all of us have been on Zoom calls off and on. I miss the one-on-one opportunities to kind of really dig a little deeper. But playing 
being part of the underdog really, I think, plays into the, the hands of this franchise. I think that they know that there are non-believers and they still are focused. You, you look at the headlines nationally. Uh, what was it the other night? Uh, LaMelo Ball had 42, but the Jazz cruised to a win, you know, or what have you. It's, it's never the, – the love never comes from, you know, at the top of the Jazz. It's always like the secondary storyline. You guys have noticed that. And I'm sure the Jets read the same things we do. And so, I, I again, motivator, why not? I mean, if you want to run through this season as the underdog, and then, of course, you have to, as you said, you have to get to the, you know, get to the, to the level, the next level, to really, I think, gain, I think, the respect that maybe the Jazz haven't had since Carl and John. Maybe a little bit with Boozer and D. Will when they got to the Western Conference Finals. But it's, uh, it's a tough road to, um, let's say, steal the headlines from the likes of the Bucks, the Sixers, the Lakers, and the Clippers. And so you're on that secondary level. But, again, as they continue to make this climb, if they do, and especially with these tough games from the East, there's more Eastern media that are watching the, the Bostons tomorrow night, the, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Miami Heat, and the Philadelphia 76ers. And then you kind of – hit the road and see where we stand. But this homestand's big. In fact, the two road games next week, you can't look ahead. Uh, I mean, that's obviously Quinn Snyder's mantra, but it's one game at a time, you know, the way they approach it. But these games, you know, are going to are gonna be big in the sense of the, the respect, the continued respect or building of that respect and credibility in the league. So on the one hand, you want the respect, but on the other hand, it's not worth a lot in the NBA. Maybe in the referee whistle, that would be the right, one place. So. Uh, yeah. A no call can be critical. You know, An extra trip to the free throw line might be critical. But they're not playing that many close games, so I can't even oversell that. I mean, the refs, the refs aren't going to give somebody you know, 15 extra free throws. You yeah. know, and they're playing yeah. so many 10-point games, that's what it would take. So really, it, if it's useful and it keeps the players focused, great – but, you know, we're not talking about K-State here, Bowler. We're not talking about your alma mater trying to take down Oklahoma <laughs> and perception matters, and even if K-State right. wins the league, they aren't going to the playoff. So really, why are people getting all wound up in this, except for Quinn Snyder, if he thinks it's going to be useful to help keep the guys focused in a long season? Yeah, um, I, I think, again, this we guys, we've, been, we've been doing this a while, and I think there's always been this uh, – anger of lack of respect and so to see the jazz on top and the lakers just won their 20th game last night uh a great rival by the way uh, who you know you're gonna have to run through most likely to win the west unless injuries would come and play into something you know with with la but um you know i think there's always been kind of this woe is me we don't get enough attention and you know what there's dj we we cover pk we've covered this all the teams in the in in the, in the western part of the country for for a long time, and the Utah Jazz are the centerpiece in Salt Lake. Um, and there's always been that, like, come on, look look at us, you know. How about an All Star bid, you know? And and D Will finally get Gordon Hayward got one. D Will, you know, booze came in with some credibility as well. And then there's been that down down pot spot until Rudy earned his way, and Donovan was, you know, and Gordon left. That was big news, and. So there's always been kind of stories about, well, just not quite. Ah, maybe, you know. And then last year they were picked, actually, remember, to be at the top of the West or at least could be the winner of the Western Conference. That didn't work out. This year they were 
held back in into the what fours and five spots, maybe some six in the West, and now they're on top. So I guess it's the fact the fans love this franchise and they want the respect that goes with that. But it takes a long time to build it. Um, and I think the Jazz now at the top, you know, people are saying, hey, look at us. But still, a lot of people aren't coming along for the ride on the national scene. That takes a lot of time. And it also takes championships, Western Conference titles, et cetera, to do so. And it's been been a, been a generation nearly since uh, John and Carl were there uh, in 97 and 98. So I think that's kind of part of it, too. Bowler, as always, we appreciate the time. Thanks for licking your Super Bowl wins, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, which isn't yeah, even well, possible. I, I appreciate the Clorox. I really <laughs> do. And, okay. and that wound, PK, man, I, I need a large Band-Aid. But no, hey, uh, <laughs> Mahomes got fixed yesterday with his big toe. So you know what? The future's bright. <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right, Bowler, we appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you soon, guys. Take care. All right, Craig Bullerjack, he is on every week with us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, and he's brought to you by University of Utah Health, trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. With 16 neighborhood health centers, U of U Health has a game plan for your family's care. Visit uofuhealth.org slash jazz. Your feedback next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. We hope that the Mavericks just swirl down the drain Cause every one of them gets rich Under the flag that they disdain Kay, always creative. Is that the first appearance of the week for Kay? Yep. Kay's one for four this week. Pretty timely, though. Yeah, okay, there you go. It's fresh as today's headlines. BK, we got a lot of people uh, tweeting at us. I, I I think we can do another day on the superstar deal. There's a, there's some good takes out there. I gotta I gotta give it up. We have had multiple listeners really good, and I thought it was gonna lead to a lot of you know our guys get no respect. Utah, we get treated like we're backwater, and there's some of that. But th- here's a good one: the white whale at Newman New tweets at us. Uh, the superstar, the question, if you didn't hear it earlier in the show, ESPN story about the Jazz says they don't have a true superstar in the roster. But what about Rudy? What about Donovan? Aren't they true superstars? The White Whale says, does superstar mean all-star? Then they obviously have two. If it means the media and refs treat them like a superstar, then no. If it's elite-level top five in the league that would automatically make any team they were on a contender, then probably not right now. And... Uh, Employee member twelve. Uh, employee number twelve says, "Yeah, by that definition, Curry, Lillard, even Luca are not superstars. Their teams aren't contending for anything this year. You know, Curry, if he had, uh, you know, Clay Thompson, maybe it would be a different story. Although, I, I guess to their point, you know, if you can't do it by yourself, are you really a superstar? And that's where you put, okay, uh, is LeBron on a level by himself, or LeBron on Kawhi on a top shelf? The rest of the league can't get to." Which one player all by themselves makes you a contender? And who can be the best player on a contender? i got to say, in my mind, Curry's a superstar. I want to see him anytime he's on. He's won a lot. He's got three titles. He's been close a couple other times. And he puts on a show that I can't wait to see. So in my mind, he's on that level as a superstar. Okay. I'll agree with that. Luca, you know, one day I want him to be, but not yet. I mean, you, you got to win something. I mean, I guess Luca's in a lot of, in a lot of ways 
is kind of similar to the Jazz. You can see the potential, but if you've gone out in the first round the last two years, I get why you're doubting, but look at what they're doing and look how old Luke is, look how old Donovan is. We can't judge them and compare them to what 30-year-old players have done. They're just not to that point yet. No, and I also think you have to factor in Luca's not the GM of the team, man. He's right. not the one who's uh, – Sidekick and Porzingis seems to be hurt a bunch, and so I don't knock him on any individual achievement and his level of stardom because his team isn't good enough around him. To me, the fact that they uh, took a couple ball games off the Clippers last year without Porzingis is indicative of how awesome he is. Actually, it works for him, not against him. And the other thing I've, uh, and I I haven't seen a lot of this, but I have seen a couple references to it, is that beyond even the star players, when you start looking at, you know, all the role players, does Dallas shoot the ball well enough? And they are uh, next to last in three-point shooting percentage. So as much as it is about the star player and about the top two players, you know, everybody on the Jazz is, is benefiting because, as Joe brought up, you know, there's four or five guys on any night who can go off from three, and that's why the team's shooting 40%. And so to your point, it's not even just the two start. you got to put some role guys around who can make open shots and make open threes. When you're 29th out of 30 and three-point shooting, how, how good are you supposed to be? Well, they're not. Just look at their record. I don't right. need to look at the stats. I just look at the record. Triple Craig Smith Salary says, Donovan, superstars, Donovan, yes, Rudy, no, not yet. And that's because offense makes for better highlights than defense. Yeah, I don't think that Gobert is ever going to get his acclaim because he's not going to average 20-25. It's not his game. And we all preach defense, but when it comes down to it, nobody shows a highlight of a a player driving and then you see in his head, no, I'm not doing this. I know how this is going to end. And so he backs it out and passes to somebody else. That'll never make the highlight, but we will see it. If you watch intently, as we all do, you will see it tomorrow night against the Bucks. It'll absolutely, it'll happen. DJ and PK, we will talk to you tomorrow morning from 6 to 10. We're making way for Scotty and Hands next on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.